I'm so glad you're all here this morning. We're really excited. Um, who's excited about springtime? You say, we didn't even really have a winter this year now, did we? I think we had a win- winter for about three days. And then I think we're going to have winter this coming week for about three days when it's supposed to be becoming springtime. All the poor flowers are going to suffer. But I'm really excited about spring because I felt like the Lord gave me a message for spring. Um, As we go into spring, I feel like we're going to be springing into action. So just go ahead and turn it. I promise today, uh, you know I always make y'all talk. And I make you talk back to me and I make you talk to each other. But today I'm going to make you really talk. Is that all right? Uh Uh-oh, some of you are like, I don't talk no matter what he says. That's all right. Just go ahead and turn to somebody and tell them, it's time to spring into action. (laughs) Last week, we finished our full uh, February series on taking our life back. Did that help anybody out a little bit? I'll tell you, it helped me out, and I was the one preaching most of it. But we've been really focusing on taking our life back, and As we move into spring, I felt like the Lord gave me a word on faith, and this is going to kind of be a different type of series than what we're used to having. Most of the time, our series are kind of like an, sort of like an over, uh, overlying theme, like a prophetic theme, and then we kind of go with different topics and different parts of the Bible to teach you about um, these themes from the Word of God, but This is all going to be kind of one main thing, and rather than going to a bunch of different parts of the Bible, we're going to kind of focus on just a couple of portions and actually read through a few chapters of the Bible together. Is that all right with everybody? I want you to turn to somebody else that you didn't turn to already and tell them, faith does. Faith does. That's the name of our uh, series for the next three or four weeks, and in fact... Are y'all with me? If you would take out your bulletin and look on the inside, there is an outline to follow um, along with. And this Sunday and next Sunday are actually going to be the same message, okay? Let me explain that a little bit. This isn't something that we're really used to, but I'm going to do a two-part message. It's all one big, long message, but I'm not going to make you stay here all day to hear the whole thing. We're going to do it in two Sundays. Is that all right? Some of those that are already hungry said hallelujah, right? And so what we're going to do is we're going to go as far as we can today. We're going to get to a pausing point, and then next Sunday we're just going to pick up right off, right where we left off. Is that all right? So faith does part one. Let's jump into um, Hebrews chapter 11. And I'm going to read, first of all, from the New King James Version because I want you to see what the Word says here. It says, can we read this together? Is that all right? It's up on the screen. Made it easy for you. Let's read. And when you get to all caps... How about we say it a little louder, right? Are you ready? Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is more than belief. Faith is more than just a set of beliefs. In fact, a lot of times people talk about the Christian faith and what they refer to when we say the Christian faith or whatever faith is just simply a set of beliefs. But faith is so much more than just a bunch of beliefs, okay? There's something substantial. Everybody say substance. Let's look at that scripture again. It says, now faith is 
You already know it without seeing it, right? We're back to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. It says, now faith is the substance. It is substantial. Come on, there's something to faith. It's more than just a bunch of ideas that we believe, right? There's something substantial about it. See, belief is the acceptance of ideas in our heart and mind. We've got to believe, right? Absolutely, belief is important, but faith actually does something with belief. Faith is more than just having beliefs. It's actually doing our beliefs. Even the world, like, let's just forget about church for a second. Even in the world, even people that really don't know God or go to church, when they talk about faith, they, there's some action implied. We call it taking a step of faith, right? Everybody says that. They don't even know the Lord, right? There even was a movie called Leap of Faith, and boy, I don't recommend it. But the world, the world even refers to faith with step of faith, leap of faith, right? It, even the world knows that there's something more to faith than just believing something. Faith is action. Faith is substance. Faith is evidence, it says. And the whole idea of faith implies action, we could even say, I know it's not grammatically a verb, but when you read it in action, faith is really a verb. Faith does. So, what is the first thing that faith actually does? Because even having faith reveals action. The first thing, I think this is in your outline, the first thing that faith does itself is that faith comes. Faith itself actually comes. So faith actually acts before we act on faith. Faith comes. It's supernatural. And when I'm talking about, the, when I say faith, I don't mean just faith in anything, right? I mean, you might have faith in the groundhog. And, you know, he's not typically right. But you might believe that when the groundhog comes out of his tunnel, out of his hole on February 2nd or whatever day it is. And if he sees his shadow and goes back in the, in the hole, there's going to be six more weeks of winter. Or if he stays out like he did this year, it's an early spring. He really got it wrong because it was supposed to be an early spring. And then it was an early spring. And it's going to be like 18 degrees tomorrow night. So you can have faith in a lot of things. You can have faith in a lot of things. But faith, the Bible kind of faith, is the God kind of faith, right? Faith in the true God, faith in the word of God. And that kind of faith is not natural, it's supernatural. It's actually produced by God himself. Look at Romans, this is Romans 13, uh, Romans 12, 3, excuse me, says, God hath dealt or has dealt to every man a measure of faith. Who dealt it? Wait a minute. So I, to have faith in God, I actually need God to do something? Even having faith is because faith is doing something. It's coming to me. How does it come, you may ask? Romans 10, 17. So faith comes from hearing. Come on, faith comes. It's acting and it's coming upon our action. What is our action here? Hearing, right? Faith comes from hearing. Hearing, that is, hearing the good news about Christ. So faith is acting as it comes, and, it's, and it comes into us because we're acting by hearing. Come on, somebody say, faith does. faith does. All right. I promise in a few minutes you're going to really start getting this. Now, faith comes by hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ from his holy word. 
It's found in his holy word. Faith comes by hearing the gospel. Faith doesn't come by us just trying to get ourselves together and feel good and work it up, right? Have you ever been like, I really need to have faith, and you're trying to work yourself up, and it just doesn't really work up? You might work up some feelings, but those feelings, just as soon as they came, they'll be gone. Faith is not a feeling. Faith is supernatural. Faith has to come from a supernatural source, and the supernatural source is the Word of God. So, if you're asking yourself, why don't I really feel like my faith is active? You need to get in the Word of God. See, that's why you're here this morning. You came to church today to hear the Word of God. And I believe and I declare that as you hear His Word, your faith is going to be activated today in Jesus' name. Now, James 2.14 lets us have it. What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith but don't what? Show it. By your actions. There are whole doctrines preached out there that faith is all about you just accept and you just believe and that's all there is to it. But that is false doctrine. Okay? We are not saved by just believing. We are saved by faith. We're saved by God's grace that is accessed through our faith. And faith really actually does something with belief. You've got to show it with your actions. So... If faith does, then what does faith do? Are you ready to activate your faith? Are you sure? All right. Let's go first to James chapter 2. We already read a scripture from there, but we're going to read a whole portion of James chapter 2. And then we're going to go to Hebrews chapter 11, and we're going to get as far as we can today. And then next Sunday we'll pick up uh, where we leave off in Hebrews chapter 11. Cool? James chapter 2, verses 14 through 26. Now... Again, because this is a different type of message, different type of series, your outline, rather than having a couple of little blanks to fill in, and it has like 20 or something, because I'm going to give you tons of answers today from the scripture. So if you're ready with the outline, let's go with this. James chapter 2, 14 through 26. What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith but don't show it by your actions? Can that faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing and you say, goodbye and have a good day. The Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and prosper you, right? And I'm adding to it, I know, but because that's what, that's what a lot of people do, right? We see people in need and then it's like, well, God bless you. I'll pray for you. Well, that's good. That's really good, but sometimes... I have what that person actually needs, or at least a little bit of it, right? It says here that then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? So you see, faith by itself isn't enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it's dead and useless. Now, some might argue some people have faith, And other people have good deeds. But I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I'll show you my faith by my good deeds. You say you have faith, for you believe there is one God. And if there were a Greek word for whoop-de-doo, that would be it right there. I have faith because I believe in the one true God. Well, good for you. 
And I know if you've been around long enough, you've heard me say this more than once, but I'm going to say it again for the sake of those who've never heard me say it. That equates you with demons. You say you have faith and you believe there is just one God. Well, good for you. Even the demons believe this. And they tremble in terror, just like we just sang about. How foolish. What's foolish to just have faith up here and faith as a, a set of beliefs that I embrace but not do anything with it? That's what fo- what's foolish. Can't you see that faith without good deeds is useless? Don't you remember that our ancestor Abraham was shown to be right by God by his actions when he offered, we're going to come back to all these underlying words, all right? His son Isaac on the altar. You see, his faith and his actions worked together. His actions made his faith complete. And so it happened, just as the scriptures say, Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. He was even called the friend of God. So you see, we're shown to be right, by, uh, right with God by what we do, not by faith alone. Rahab, the prostitute, is another example. Not, not very often that you read about a prostitute being an example, but here is one. She was shown to be right with God. She became right with God. Go back, I'm sorry. By her actions when she hid those messengers and sent them safely away by a different road you might be saying what in the world is he talking about i'll come back to it all right just as the body is dead without breath so also faith is dead without good works christianity as a set of beliefs without active faith that does something is as good as a dead body in a coffin That's one of the reasons sometimes the world doesn't come to Christ because I don't really like going to funerals, do you? It's not where I want to say, oh, today I want to, it's Sunday morning. I might wake up and just see if I can find me a local funeral home I can go to. (laughs) I've never done that, actually. Maybe one day to go raise a dead person, but... (sighs) Christianity without active faith is as good as a dead person. It's as good as a dead body without breath. I don't know about you, but I don't want that to be my faith. I want my faith to be useful, not useless. Now, just from this, this, this scripture here, let me give you one, two, three, four things that faith does. Come on, somebody say, faith does. First, faith gives when there's a need. We just read that. Faith gives when there's a need. Now, God doesn't expect you to give what you don't have, but a lot of times we do have. Sometimes we do have and we act like we don't have, but we really do have. Mm, That's right. I've been there. Come on, I'll be honest. I've been there. There have been times when I could have helped. I had the means of, and it probably wasn't very much. You might have needed 100, and all I had was $1. I could have given you the $1, but I just didn't. Oh, Lord, I don't confess to everybody. All right. Faith gives when there's a need, when there's a need that we can actually help to meet. Most of the time, sometimes we can meet full needs. Sometimes we can partially meet needs. But faith that is active actually does something when there's a need. We do something about it, right? Faith also 
we just read here, offers sacrifices. Faith offers sacrifices. What am I talking about? When it said that Abraham offered his son Isaac on the altar. I'm not going to go back and tell you the whole story of Father Abraham and Isaac and all of that, right? But we know that Abraham's faith was actually tested. Abraham's faithfulness to God was actually tested. God asked him to do something that God really wasn't going to ask him to do. Y'all with me? God asked him to do something that God actually would never ask anybody to do. But he did it even in symbolically of what he himself was going to do, which was sacrifice his own son. But he asked Abraham, go and sacrifice Isaac, right, on the altar. Now, we know, if, if you've never read the rest of the story, you should read it. But let me go ahead and tell you. Just before the knife falls, God says, stop. Don't do it. Now I know. Now I know you fear me. Now I know you have faith. And this is what, what happens a lot of times with faith. A lot of times, we just want to offer things that don't cost us anything. Our relationship with God amounts to giving him stuff that really, we don't really even feel it or miss it. Or it doesn't hurt in any way. And I'm not saying that all worship has to hurt. But what I'm saying is when we really truly have faith, we're going to offer things to God even when it costs us. In fact, a lot of times we're going to offer things to God, especially when it costs us. Because that's when we really truly feel the faith in action. Faith offers sacrifices, things that cost. And also with, uh, with, with Abraham, faith believes God, not just in God. Faith believes God. That's the next one there in your outline. Not just in God. See, Abraham didn't just believe in God, but when God told him to get up and leave his native land and to go who knows where, because when God told him get up and go, he didn't tell him exactly where to go. He just said go. And it said that Abraham, and then he told him at, 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 at 90 years of age, you're going to have a son through whom you're going to have all these descendants. And he's 90 and Sarah's 80 and she's never been able to have children her whole life. She's totally barren. And God says, I'm going to give you as many descendants as there are stars in the heavens. And it was something that was totally, absolutely, completely impossible. It didn't make any sense whatsoever. And it says, Abraham believed God. Do you believe God or do you just believe in God? There's a very big difference. Most people actually believe in God, even those that say they don't. Most actually do. Most people, deep down on the inside, I, believe, listen, I'm telling you this. Most even of your friends and family that say they don't believe in God, on deep down on the inside, they know there is a God. Because God actually put that inside of people, okay? Creation reveals him, whether you like it or not, whether you reject him or not. Most people actually do believe in God, but most people don't necessarily believe God, right? Well, let me see if I can help you. I want you to think real quick of somebody who lies. And don't tell me the devil, okay? We know he lies, but think of a liar. Think of a person who's just not honest, right? You got him in your head? I know you do. Now, do you believe in them? No, no, no. Do you believe in them? Do they exist? Yes. 
Now, when they come tell you something, do you believe them? Probably not. <laughs> you shouldn't. And see, there are a lot of people, even in the church, that believe in God. They have all the right belief system, but don't believe what he says. And I can tell you when I actually believe what he says, I do something with it. I've been confronted in my own life many times reading the word of God and saying, I, I believe in you and I believe you do say that and I'm supposed to believe it. But I'm not necessarily sure that my life is showing right now that I believe it. Because faith does, right? Faith acts. So faith believes God, not just in God. And then I'm not going to take a lot of time with this one. But if we go back to Rahab, faith protects the things of God. Faith protects the things and the people of God. If you have faith, you're going to take care of the things of God in your life and the life of others. Rahab, uh, long story short, the, the spies came in to spy out the land. They were the people of God, and then the enemy came after them, and they were going to capture them and kill them, and Rahab hid them to protect them so that they wouldn't be hurt, they wouldn't be captured, right? And, Real faith protects the things in the people of God. Now, let's go now to Hebrews 11. And this is the big, big, long chapter all about faith. Are we ready to dive in? All right. So faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we can't see. It shows. There's some action right there. Is Becca back in the media booth? Okay, is it, do we, it, Charmaine, stand up, please. The lovely Charmaine, just, just stand up. Now, thank you. Sorry to do this, but Charmaine is pregnant. And it's a wonderful miracle thing that happened. Now, listen, sorry. But for a while there, it didn't show. Do y'all remember, like, for three months, it was like, are you sure? <laughs> She's like, I'm sure. I feel it on the inside, right? But now that there's evidence that she's pregnant very much, right? Thank you. All right. <laughs> See, faith starts on the inside. It's, it's something that we first hope for, and we talked a whole month about hope, and you can't even have faith if you don't have hope. Because if you gotta have, if you want to have faith, you first gotta hope. You first gotta believe something good can happen, right? But it's more than just hoping for things. When I have faith, it actually shows. There's substance to it. Faith is me acting upon what I hope for. It's the evidence of things we cannot see. So, what does faith do? Come on, say faith does. So I'm gonna go verse. By verse, and we're going to pause every verse or two. Is that all right? All right. This is not the normal way I normally do this, but that's how we're going to do it this time. By faith, we understand. Sorry, let's back up. Through their faith, the people in the days of old earned a good reputation. If you're following along your, on your um, outline, faith earns a good reputation. Faith earns a good reputation. Does that mean everybody's going to like you? No. What this is more referring to is a good reputation in heaven and a good reputation as an example for others to follow, right? 
Faith earns a reputation that is followable. If we continue to read, later on we're going to read a scripture that points back to all these people we're about to read about as an example to follow. Okay? But a life of active faith actually earns a reputation that can be looked up to and that can be followed. Okay? Number two, let's keep on reading here. By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command. That what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. Faith understands. Faith understands. What does faith understand? Spiritual realities. See, there are things that you, we just can't understand in the natural. Are y'all with me? You ever face a situation in life and you just can't understand? It's something beyond just natural understanding. It's something beyond what you can see and feel and, and touch and figure out with your mind and your emotions. It's something that's real. You know it's real. You know it's there, but you just can't understand it. But if you have faith, this kind of faith that I'm talking about that the Holy Spirit of God brings, you can understand things that you could not understand on your own. See, faith helps us to understand. Come on, say, faith understands. Faith earns and faith understands. What else does faith do? It was by faith that Abel brought. Come on, say, faith brings. All right, Abel brought a more acceptable offering to God than Cain did. Abel's offering gave evidence that he was a righteous man and God showed approval, his approval of his gifts. Although Abel is long dead, he still speaks to us by his example of faith. Faith brings an offering. Now again, I don't have time to go through detailed every one of these stories, but there were two brothers, Cain, Abel. They both brought an offering to God and one offering was accepted and the other one was not. And it was all because of faith. Okay? Cain didn't really have faith in God. He was just going through the motions, doing something because he had to do it. But Abel believed God, and he had faith in God, and so therefore he brought his offering in a way that pleased God. Does anybody want to offer worship to God that's pleasing to God? It's got to be by faith. It was by faith. Now, this one's crazy. It was by faith that Enoch was taken up to heaven without dying. He disappeared. <laughs> Because God took him. For before he was taken up, he was known as a person who pleased God. And it's impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to God must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. Faith pleases God. Faith pleases God. Are you seeing what faith does? Faith pleases God. Faith doesn't just make you acceptable to God. When God sees you acting upon what you believe about him, when God sees you acting because you believe what he says, you are pleasing to him. He looks at you and he's loving it, right? When you act in faith, he doesn't just love you. He loves what you do. I don't know about you, but I don't want, to just, I don't want God to just love me. I want God to love what I do. Faith that does pleases God. It was by faith, next, that Noah <laughs> built a large boat to save his family from the flood. He obeyed God, who warned him about things that had never happened before. Now, 
I want to spend just a minute on this one. Faith builds. Faith builds. What are you building? And this is something that I ask myself every once in a while. Am I just doing stuff? Or am I building something? See, something was about to happen in Noah's day. Something really terrible that ended up being something great for the history of the world, right? But God told Noah about what was going to happen. And Noah believed God, even though what God told Noah had never happened before. He had no point of reference for rain. Are y'all with me? When God says, I'm going to flood the earth, it's going to rain for 40 days and 40 nights. God might as well have said to me, I'm going to... Um, I don't know. I'm going to explode all the atoms and make me fly. Yeah. See, when God said, I'm going to do this, it wasn't like God, Noah could go, oh, yeah, you're going to do that again. Right? It's not like us when the weatherman says it's going to rain. We know it's going to rain because it's already rained before. Right? But Noah believed God so much that he believed God was going to do something he'd never even seen before. And he didn't just believe him. He prepared for it. He built. And this really, truly is the walk of faith. Noah is a great example because faith hears what God says he wants to do and is going to do. Faith hears the word of God and the promises that are found in the word of God. And faith believes that what God says he's going to do, he's going to do. But it doesn't just sit back and go, well, let's see if you do it. Faith builds. Faith prepares for what's to come. What are you building? How are you preparing for what God already told you is going to come? How are you getting yourself, your marriage, your children, your family, your business, your ministry, your finances, your whatever? How are you getting ready for what he said he's going to do? We've got to build something. Come on, tell your neighbor, it's time to build. What are you building? And I want, I want to everybody to take that question away with us today. What am I building? Let's keep going. I could go with that one all the rest of the day. By faith, Noah, also, we're still on Noah, condemned the rest of the world. And he received the righteousness that comes by faith. Now, you're saying faith condemns? Well, not in that way. (laughs) But let me tell you something faith definitely does. Faith marks a difference between godly and ungodly. Absolutely. People talk about all the time, you know, I'm just going to live my life and I don't want to condemn anybody or make anybody uncomfortable. Listen, we're not out to condemn people, but we should most definitely live in a way that marks a difference between a godly person and somebody who is not. If there is no difference, look at me, bear with me, this is with love. If there is no difference, there's no difference. (laughs) If there's no difference, Chandra... If if there's no difference in the way that I live than the rest of the world, there's no difference in my spiritual condition 
than anybody in the rest of the world. See, faith acts in such a way that marks a difference. Noah was different than everybody else. Thank you. I sure am. That made me lose my place. Where are we? It was by faith that Abraham, we back to Abraham, and you're going to see a theme as today and next Sunday. Abraham's everywhere. That's why we sing, Father Abraham has many sons and many sons had foggy. Wow, you guys really know. All right. Yes, that's praise. All right. Uh, Okay. So, why is Abraham known as the father of faith? That's what his nickname ended up being after the whole Bible. He's the father of faith. Because Abraham did stuff with his faith. Okay? We already read some in James. And let's keep going a little bit more. It was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance And there are many people sitting in this room today that can highly identify with this. And some of you know their story and some of you don't know their story. But, you know, it says that God called him to leave and go to another land and that God was going to give this land to him as his inheritance. And he didn't even know where it was or whatever, but he he obeyed. And he went without knowing where he was going. I'm going to get to a story here in just a minute. Everybody that moved here to Plant Encounter Church, would you just stand up and down real quick so everybody can see? Everybody that moved here. All right, all right. And many of them are with our kids and and, and stuff. Okay. So it said, let, let me just stop. He didn't know where he was going. In 2014, right? 2013. We were all, there was, you know, we were part, Liz and I and many of us were part of a very thriving, awesome church in New Mexico. And I know that most of you have heard this story, so bear with me for those that haven't, all right? And I started feeling like we were going to move somewhere to plant a new church from scratch. We didn't know where we were going to go. We just knew we were going to go. And actually, I was the first one that knew. Liz... Those of you going to start are going to hear a lot of this story today, but Liz wasn't really sure about it when I first told her, but then long story short, we prayed and fasted, and she agreed, and we both said, we're going to go. We're going to go plant a church. Where? Who knows? We just believe like God's going to send us out to plant a church somewhere. We tell our pastor, he says, I believe it. You have the gift and the faith for that. Go for it. Not only that, you should invite some folks to see if they'd like to come with you and commit to two years. To help you start the church. And we're like, who in the world is going to want to get up and go who knows where? Because we don't even know where yet. We just knew, plant a church. We thought in the United States, and we were pretty sure it was to a major city, but that was about all we knew. We started, remember we started, we, we had a map, and we're like, maybe here and maybe there, and we would pray about it. And then we were really sure we were going to move to Miami and plant a church because we wanted to go to Cuba. And then we visited Miami, and we were like, turn around, let's go back, run, 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 run. Yeah. Swim away, swim away, right? Yeah. And then we went to Tampa, and we were like, it is here. We're going to plant it on Clearwater Beach right here, okay? And... Charleston and all these other places that we considered. And anyway, it ended up being 
the ATL. Is anybody happy about that? I'm glad somebody is happy about it. All right. And when we shared this vision of we're going to go somewhere and plant a church, where? We don't know. Let's pray about it. 20 people said, we'll go with you. Where? We don't know. But we'll go with you. And we'll decide sometime in the next few months. I remember sitting in our living room saying, we could be going here, we could be going here, we could be going here. And everybody's like, yeah, we'll go, wherever, it's fine. And I, we honor them all the time, but I just want to honor them again today. Faith, let me get to my point, moves. And I don't mean moving like you need to move to a new house or a new city like we're talking about, okay? But faith gets up, leaves and goes wherever the Father says, get up, leave, and go. And sometimes he'll show you where. And sometimes he'll just tell you, get up and go. And then he'll guide you as you get up and go, right? In our case, we got up and we drove around all these cities and we prayed and we're like, nope, 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 nope. Yeah, there, we're going there. Ding, 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 right. And faith just does stuff like that. Now, please don't go home and be like, where do I need to move to, Lord? You know? <laughs> don't leave us. I'm just kidding. All right. Unless he says to. But faith, faith moves. Faith doesn't just stay stationary. Just, I'm comfortable here. It's what I'm used to. All my family's here. I like the food here. I have enough money here. I already have my career figured. Look, I'm not really talking about getting up and moving to another city, but I feel like there's some people in our church that the Lord is telling you, get moving. And he's saying it with love and gentleness, but also firmness. Get up and get moving. Get doing something with what you believe. Get up and move. Let me hurry with these last few. and We're going to go ahead and get to our pausing point here in just a minute. Even when... Abraham reached the land God promised him. I'm sorry, media team, you guys are being so awesome to go back and forth between scriptures and points. It says, all right, even when he reached the land God promised him, he lived there. He didn't just move. He lived there by faith. For he was like a foreigner living in tents. Dude didn't even have a house for a long time. And so did Isaac and Jacob who inherited the same promise. Come on, somebody say faith gets passed on too. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, what did they do? Faith, this is kind of back to what Noah did, but faith lives different than the rest of the world. It says they lived like a foreigner. They didn't live like everybody else where they moved to, okay? Faith lives different, and it shows. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, it talks about there. Um, Let's keep on reading. It says... um, Abraham was confidently looking forward to a city with eternal foundations, a city designed and built by God. 
Come on, in your outline, faith looks forward, not backward. Faith looks forward, not backward. And I, and I just want to encourage some of you today that maybe you're struggling with your faith. Keep looking forward and never look backward. Where God, what God has for you is always forward. You never need to go back to what even, even we don't even need to go back to the good. Okay? Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, they could have said, well, we're going back over there where we came from because that was a good place to live, right? They kept looking forward and never backward, and that's what we need to do as we follow Jesus. We've got to keep our eyes ahead on what's ahead and keep going, going forward. A couple more things, I promise, and we're going to pause. You're not going to believe the last couple here. It was by faith that even Sarah was able, so she was told about having a kid at 80, but it didn't happen until 90. Even Sarah was able to have a child, though she was barren and too old. She believed that God would keep his promise. So a whole nation came from this one man who was as good as dead. How'd you like to be called that? A nation with so many people that like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore, there's no way to count them. And of course we know the people of Israel that eventually became all the Jews in the whole world, right? So, faith enables us to see the impossible made possible. Faith enables us. See, get this. Faith doesn't just make impossible things possible. Faith enables you to do impossible things. Isaac was, it didn't just fall out of the sky. Sarah had Isaac. You all with me? Faith enables us to do what we cannot do, to produce what we cannot produce, to give the fruit that we cannot give on our own. Faith it makes, it, uh, makes it possible for us to be a blessing to many when we really wouldn't be able to on our own. Now, look at this, this, this one. I, I read this one, and it took me a while. It was like, Lord, I need to think more about that one. But it says, all these people died still believing. Come on, write that in there. I think it's in your... All these people died still believing what God promised them. They did not receive what was promised, but they saw it from a distance and welcomed it. They agreed that they were foreigners and nomads here on the earth. Obviously, people who say such things aren't looking forward to a country they can call their own. If they longed for the country they came from, they could have gone back. But they weren't looking for a better place, but they were looking for a better place, a heavenly homeland. That's why God's not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. Now listen, faith dies still believing. What do I mean by that? Does that mean you're going to believe all of your life and you're never going to see anything happen? No, 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 no. Read all of their stories. These people saw many amazing, miraculous things awesome things happen but even they got to the end of their life and 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 not everything maybe that they were believing for had happened yet but you know how it says they died still believing see faith believes and believes and believes and we see stuff happen but it's not the full thing yet so we keep on believing we keep on believing we say we see god fulfill a promise here and fulfill a promise there but the full promise is still out in front of us and we're supposed to keep believing and keep believing and keep believing. And I promise you, I believe that we'll, 
come to the end of our life and we will have seen God done amazing things, fulfilled amazing promises in our life. But I'm pretty sure I'm going to be on my deathbed going, I still believe more is going to come. Because faith just keeps on believing and believing and believing and believing until it even dies believing. It was by faith that Abraham offered Isaac as a sacrifice when God was testing him. And this is repeating some of that same story. But Abraham, who had received God's promises, was ready to sacrifice his only son Isaac, even though God had told him, Isaac is the son through whom your descendants will be counted. Hmm. Last two here. Faith trusts God even when things don't make sense. See, God had told Abraham... I'm going to give you multitudes of descendants through Isaac. And then I, Abraham says, sacrifice Isaac. It's almost like, God, did you get confused this morning or what? Like you told me one thing and now it seems like you're telling me something else. Hmm. Faith trusts even though it doesn't make sense. See, faith helps us to understand some things. We read about that in the beginning. But sometimes faith, we don't understand, but we just trust anyway because we trust him, not the thing. Are you with me? See, the final one there, I'm going to read this final uh, verse. It says, Abraham reasoned that if Isaac died, God was able to bring him back to life again. Huh. And in a sense, Abraham did receive his son back from the dead. And this is the final. We're going to pause here today. Faith reasons. Faith reasons based on God's character rather than on circumstances. See, a lot of times we lose our faith. Y'all with me? Like we stop doing, we stop acting because we just start reasoning. But we don't reason the right way. We reason based on what's happening in our circumstances, in our situation. But I love how it says Abraham reasoned. He, he like reasoned with God. He gave God the benefit of the doubt rather than the circumstances the benefit of the doubt. And I know that there are some people here today that that's what you need to do. Reason. You have plenty of reasons to maybe hold back, to stop, to stop moving forward, to stop believing. Some of you have been challenged and even considered stopping believing because you just haven't seen it happen yet. Let me tell you, that is the wrong way to reason. The right way to reason is, even if it doesn't make sense, and even if I feel like the way things are going aren't the way things even I think God wants it to go, I trust Him more than I trust what's going on. I trust God more than what even I feel like maybe he's doesn't know what he's doing. Come on, let's just be brutally honest. Have you ever felt like I don't I'm not sure God knows what he's doing? Now you wouldn't maybe not dare to say that out loud. But have you ever thought I'm not sure God really knows what he's doing? He does. He knows what he's doing. He knows how, he knows when, 
He knows in what way. And it's way better to reason with him and based on his ability and his good heart rather than to reason based on the circumstances. You can stand to your feet.